This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we're talking about caramel. I can't believe it's taken us this long to get around to caramel. It seems like such a like basic thing. Well, it's maybe sort of like a squirmy topic. Like, what do we mean exactly by caramel? I do feel uncomfortable talking about it. <laughs> That's right. It's a topic that makes us squirm. Yeah. So what I mean when I talk about caramel is uh, it's what happens to sugar when it gets hot. Hot. You know, I like that you think about it as like a process that you think about like what it comes from I immediately just think of the flavor and I think of it as uh, a sauce and I I kind of don't go really into thinking about how it's made maybe because I'm scared well I haven't made it in a while and I used to be scared too and I'm honestly I'm a little scared still Uh, it used to be like if if a recipe called for caramelizing sugar I'd be like next and then I tried it one time and it went fine and I didn't set my face on fire or anything like that. And since then, I've been like, okay, caramel is not so bad and it's even kind of cool. It's a little little chemistry you can do in your kitchen and it's like, it's impressive when you make your own caramel sauce and also it's incredibly cheap and simple. Yes. And, you know, we are cheap and simple folk. That's right. We are, we are, we live off the land. Mm -hmm. No, I was going to say, it's not that I'm like scared of caramel because I make... Scaramel? I make candy and things. You know, I make toffee. I mean, that is oh, like okay. that's some real freaking hot sugar there. But you don't make fudge. I know this. Uh, well, I've made fudge, but I, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Um, anyway, but you know, I feel like the thing is, is it just seems fiddly. So for me, it's less like being scared. It's more like, which is why bother? Like, I don't even want to talk about crystallization or like, should I no. brush? Should I brush down the pan? Do I not need to brush down the pan? What does it even mean to brush down the pan? You take a, you take a, um, a horse's mane brush. Ah, uh, because uh, we're we're simple folk. That's right. Um, you know, like when you when you brush out your horse. Uh, with, and you put on some of that mane and tail shampoo. Mm-hmm. Or Shoshin, when you spray Shoshin in the tail. Exactly. Wasn't that like uh, Jerry Seinfeld's girlfriend for a while? <laughs> <laughs> um, Good one. Thanks. Good poll. So I think a lot of the 
fiddly, the allegedly fiddly nature of caramel, I think is overstated. And that's, that's what I found when I, when I got kind of into caramel a few years ago. Yeah. You are so into caramel. Well, I was, I mean, like I've moved on to like butterscotch and stuff. Speaking of which, what is the difference between caramel and butterscotch? I, I had to look it up. Oh, I'm so glad somebody looked it up because I feel like I instinctively, like I can taste the difference, but I, tell me more. Well, okay, maybe we should make clear that that caramel refers to a couple different things. So if you just take white sugar and melt it and raise it to the point where it gets brown, raise the temperature to the point where it gets brown and dangerous, that's caramel. If you then add some butter and or cream, that's caramel sauce like you would get on a sundae. Okay, great. I'm so glad we cleared that up. And butterscotch, as I learned when I looked it up last night, is brown sugar and butter. Oh, I was going to guess that it involved brown sugar as opposed to white sugar, but I didn't know it had to have butter. I Um, guess that makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't have scotch? I I was just going to say that. We should probably do a side-by-side butterscotch versus caramel, but I didn't look up a butterscotch recipe and I'm too lazy. We're going to, we're going to caramelize here. We're going to, we're going to take a little video of us caramelizing. We're going to, we're going to slow roast ourselves in an oven and Mm -hmm. baste ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're going to take you um, into the burn unit at the local hospital. Oh yeah. They they have an excellent burn unit at Harborview, I think. I hope I never see that. Wow. This show just took a distinctly (laughs) unfunny turn. Yeah. You <laughs> let the record show. I want the I want the court reporter to read back that that Molly was the one who said burn unit first. I'm so sorry, guys. Maybe we can edit this part out later. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So um, let's should we should we head into the kitchen and start caramelizing? Yes. Maybe let's do w- it. One more thing I want to say before we do that is that uh, the word caramelized gets thrown around a lot by food people like us. Yeah, and. Caramelized meaning to burn or almost burn sugar is not quite the same thing as when they they say like, you know, my steak was nicely caramelized, meaning just it was like that it was brown and crusty on the outside. The chemistry isn't quite the same, but what about What about when you take something like cauliflower and you roast it so that it gets really, really deeply golden and kind of crispy? Like I I have seen a recipe for that referred to as caramelized cauliflower. Is it that we're we're caramelizing the sugars in the cauliflower? Do you really want to know? How long is it going to take? Not long, but it's not going to be funny. It's uh, what you're talking about is the Maillard reaction. Oh, I know about the Maillard reaction. Okay. All right, then explain it. No, you do it. (laughs) Uh, The Maillard reaction is a a chemical reaction, a complicated series of chemical reactions. Oh, God, this is hilarious. Involving um, (laughs) uh, involving carbohydrates and proteins together. Carbohydrates, Um, sugars are a type of carbohydrate. Right, but it's not the same. Caramelization is something that can happen with sugar alone. The Maillard reaction is much more complicated. Yeah, it's proteins and carbs working together. Teaming for the greater up good. for the greater good to to brown your cauliflower or and, your steak, and uh, let's go in the kitchen <laughs> quick, quick before we get shut down. Oh my god, hurry up! Make this police. funny. Make it funny. All right, so uh, I kind of forgot while we were sitting and eating caramel sauced vanilla ice cream that we were in the middle of making a show. Mm-hmm. Kind of wish we didn't have to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's just get right into this, Matthew. Okay. Well, really quickly, caramel, caramel, caramel. What do you call it, Matthew? Oh, um, I call it Carmel by the Sea. (laughs) 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 Um, I say caramel. What do you say? I say say caramel. It's not spelled caramel, so... 
it's caramel. Do you remember, um, did you ever watch Square One TV? The, uh, it was the math show from the makers of Electric Company and 321 no. Contact that was on PBS. Um, it, was, it was a great show, and every week they had MathNet, which was this uh, parody police God, pr- do you procedural. you know how hard this is for me to not make fun of you for your nerdiness? <laughs> no, no, trust me, this was, this was cool. This, it, it, this show made math cool. Remember, remember for a while when math was cool? It was because of this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were, it was about two, where am I going with this? I sure hope I remember I, I why I'm talking about already. this. <laughs> um, anyway, it was about two cops who solved crimes using math, as cops always do mm-hmm. in the real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I remember there was one episode where they kept arguing about the pronunciation of uh, the brothers Karamazov. And oh. <laughs> one of them was saying Karamazov, and one was saying Karamazov, and then a third character claimed it was Karamazov. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> so that's what that's what you reminded me of. Everyone should go back. I, I assume you can find MathNet on YouTube. It was so great. Great. Um, I think it was the one that started, the slogan was, the story you are about to hear is a fib, but it's short. Which is a pretty good slogan, that if is, you ask me. Is, I yeah. mean, wow, we should... Make that our slogan. Okay, yeah. The program, the rest of the program is going to be a fib, but it's short. Great. Okay. Let's get right to it then. Okay. So um, let's talk about the difference between wet and dry caramel, because I think a lot of people may have only made wet caramel, which yeah. isn't actually the easiest way to do it. No. And this this surprised me. This was one of the things that scared me about making caramel was this idea that you have to brush down the sides of the pan with a pastry brush, and if you stir, it could crystallize and, like, all is lost. There's so much fear-mongering in caramel. There's a lot of mongering in general. Yeah. There's fish-mongering also. But it turns out you can make caramel in a dry pan, as we did, with just... Hold on. We should talk about what wet caramel is. We've never oh, told people. Sorry. So that's wet caramel, where you mix sugar with water and cook those together, and the water kind of simmers steams out while the while it warms up and it's a little bit persnickety people say that you need to sort of that that uh, as you stir there will be sort of crystals on the side of the pan and you need to take a pastry brush and sort of wash them down anyway it it all just seems like i mean getting out a pastry brush man that is commitment (laughs) so i talked uh, when i wrote an article about caramel a few years ago which we'll link to I, I talked to a couple of our favorite uh, pastry chefs, uh, Neil Robertson and Dana Cree, both of whom said they pretty much always make dry caramel without water. And, um, and unless you're making an absolute ton of caramel, that's it. Dry caramel, I think, is the way to go. I think that's where the wet caramel rumor got started that, that this is the one you should make at home because, like, who makes caramel? Professional pastry chefs. What do professional pastry chefs do? They make things in large quantities. Wet caramel is better if you're making a ton of it. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's also good about wet caramel is you don't have to babysit it quite as much while yeah. it's cooking. You know, you've kind of got the water to sort of, I don't know, make things go a little more gently, maybe? How would you? Well, I mean, with, with, with dry caramel, when you're just warming sugar in a pan, it seems like, oh, it could scorch. Yeah, it could. But I don't know. That's part of the challenge. Also, part of the drama. wet caramel is kind of fun to say. Today, what we made was a dry caramel. And and that that is a, you know, especially if you're just making enough to have some around the house as like an ice cream topping for you and your, your loved ones. Yeah, if you're making like less than a bucket, mm-hmm. like a KFC bucket full of caramel, if you're making less than that, I yeah. would say dry caramel. Okay, so basically we just put some white sugar in a 
pan. We added 11 secret herbs and spices. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we put it over sort of medium, medium-low heat. You, you know your stove best, but it, it needs to go pretty slowly, actually. You know my stove. You know your stove. Yeah. And then we just waited what seemed like a really, really it, long time. It, it's, it's hard to not turn the heat up, but don't do it. Let it go slowly. You'll see some of the, the sugar around the edge probably um, start to liquefy and become a clear liquid. Yeah. And you'll see moist patches start to appear in the middle. And then it's okay to start stirring it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you can go ahead and stir it vigorously. Some of it will stick to your spoon and possibly never come off, but it's worth it. And, you know, it was interesting. As the caramel was getting close to being, you know, sort of dark enough or, or ready, Matthew, you had you sort of had a sense for when it was going to be ready. And how did you know? Uh, because you you want to get caramel pretty dark, otherwise it doesn't have much flavor. Yeah, and I, I that the batch we made should have gone further. I was too timid about it. You know, you don't want to burn it, but when it, you know, it should be really dark brown, and you should see a wisp of smoke. In my opinion, wow, where there's smoke, there's flavor. I always say, oh, Isn't that the title wow, of a book. That's so beautiful. I think it's the title of a book. So then you added some cream. Yeah. So that, then we took it from caramel to caramel sauce. I added like a little bit of cream to kind of get it going and it got really steamy and my hand got hot and I should have been wearing an oven mitt and I got scared and then I poured in the rest of the cream and I kind of poured it in too fast and it got kind of chunky, but that was okay because then we uh, strained it. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I, I, I posted some videos of this on Instagram. Oh yeah, to Instagram. We'll post them on the website and I was just checking to see if anybody left any questions on our videos. Oh wow. Questions the, that we could answer this is, today. Is this our first interactive episode it except might for those be. ones where we had guests on? Yeah, those, well, we, we didn't let the guests this talk our, very this much, our first so it wasn't very interactive. cyber episode. Wow. Okay. So what what else can we say about caramel? Wait, so, wait. Were there any questions? I My stupid phone is taking forever to okay. load. All so right. Check back in. So, okay. So we've discussed wet caramel. We've discussed dry caramel. Um, we have not discussed moist caramel. What about butter? I mean, what if you had, <laughs> instead of adding cream, what if you had added butter? Uh, I think butter alone um, would not be very good because it's, uh, you know, it's almost pure fat. And I think uh, it would make kind of a greasy caramel, but a mixture of butter and cream can be great. Mm, Okay. So other things you can do with caramel. I mean, caramel sauce is probably the main destination for caramel, but uh, there's there are other ways you can go. Hey, can we talk about salted caramel? Oh, absolutely. I feel like salted caramel, you know, we've all heard of it by now. It's all the rage. I feel like the point of adding salt to your caramel is just to heighten the, the flavor, really. But it shouldn't taste salty. I, I, I take issue with all these salted caramel ice, ice creams that are salty. I'm not into mm, that. I like salty. Really? I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Hmm. I, I would rather have a, a salted caramel sauce than a salty salted caramel ice cream because I yeah. like the, the textural contrast yeah. of having like a caramel ribbon versus caramel through and through. But I, I'm fine with a with a really salty salted caramel. Just like I, I'm maybe, just fine with that I'd salty be, licorice. Maybe I'd be fine with a salted caramel sauce. But when you're eating like a whole cone of salted caramel ice cream that's really like as salty as a potato chip, it's like I'm not down with it. Yeah, that. I'd rather just have a potato in an ice cream cone. Moving right along. Wait, wait. Actually, before we move along, mm-hmm. though, um, can we can we plug our, our favorite uh, uh, jarred salted caramel sauce, which is made by a Spilled Milk listener? Oh, sure. It's called Carousel. 
That's C-A-R-A-S-E-L. And it's made by uh, the Ardent Homesteader, ardenthomesteader.com, which uh, I love that name because I feel like it's uh, the the website of someone who uses the phrase, I'm homesteading as hard as I can. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really great stuff and you can order it online and she's not paying us to say that. We just really like it. Let's talk about savory uses of caramel. Oh, please. Like, have you ever had that Vietnamese clay pot chicken? Mm-hmm. It does that use caramel, or does that use, like, caramel that's incorporated into a sauce? Uh, what like is a, the difference between the two things? Well, no, I'm saying, so I've heard about this Vietnamese sauce okay. called, it's it's spelled K-H-O. How do yeah. you pronounce that? Ka? That sounds good. Like it's, pho? It's, it's kind of like pho. Yeah. Right? And isn't that, like caramel you caramelize some sugar yep you add to it some fish sauce yep maybe maybe some ginger ginger lemongrass yeah I'm, I'm reading this from an article you wrote okay um, <laughs> um yes so, so is that what goes into clay pot chicken absolutely yes and clay pot catfish which is also great clay pot shrimp you can do if you haven't had this this Vietnamese caramel, it's great because it's what makes it work is it's it's very deeply caramelized, so th- so the caramel itself is not too sweet, and then it's balanced out with fish sauce, so you get this funky saltiness. It was like the original salted caramel, and it's great with fish, it's great with meat, it's great with tofu. It's it's really a special dish, and it's not hard to make. And once you once you make the base, you can keep the base around in the fridge forever and make it on a moment's notice. Yeah. I wasn't listening. <laughs> I was looking to see if we had a question, and I thought you would really like okay. this comment. Ahem. Love to listen to your podcasts while soldering. <laughs> so I have to pause and put down the soldering iron when I get a case of the giggles. I'm scared for this person. Oh, my God. Don't this... listen while soldering. I don't no. want to be responsible for any injuries. If you are working as a stripper by night and a welder by day, don't... I mean, you can use our show as the soundtrack to the stripping, but don't listen listen to it during the welding that's what we're saying flash dance oh i forgot that she was a welder uh, yes so hot um yeah so don't don't be like don't be like our, our listener who, who has a, a solder injury but do make caramel. i mean it's funny that that like caramel you can certainly injure yourself with caramel as as or more effectively than with a soldering iron yeah hey i have a quick question so you know the stages of melting of sugar grief? <laughs> yes, the uh, Elizabeth Kubler Ross. Yeah, twelve stages of is that the right person? Yes, but it's not twelve. I think it's five. <laughs> no, it is. Oh, it's <laughs> You're thinking it's through the twelve step program. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go around apologizing to people for having grief. It's very, it's very complicated. <laughs> you have to admit that you have grief. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you have to make amends. There's some bargaining. <laughs> with the dead. Yeah. No. Um, anyway, so, so have you... Um, yes. Oh. <laughs> have, so, okay, have so I ever the, worked as a stripper by night and a welder by day? I don't like to talk about it, but yeah, I think we all have. So the, the stages of melting sugar, you've got like... <laughs> The soft ball stage, the hard ball stage, <laughs> so the, the, cra- said, the various crack stages. <laughs> said ball crack. No. So, okay, yeah. All stop. Right. So where, like the, the dry caramel we made today. Yes. Does that go hotter than these various stages? Yes, it goes hotter than the hard crack stage. Gosh, which is, that's crazy hard. Yeah, I mean, well, crazy hot. It's crazy hard and crazy hot. <laughs> well, and, and you know, the, the pot. It's crazy hard and crazy hot. <laughs> 
after you make caramel, like the worst part of making caramel is what happens to your pot when you're done and you have to. But you know how to do that, right? It's so easy. You boil it out. Put water in it and boil it and like boil your tools in there, too. If you have a whisk that's got caramel clumped on it. Which I do. So easy to clean a caramel coated pot. So caramel gets up to like 350 degrees. That's what makes it so dangerous and so delicious. Mm. Let's eat some craft caramel. Okay, so yeah. So I think, have we talked before on the show about the <laughs> recipe called Carmelitas? Uh, we haven't talked about them before, but I like them. Oh, They're kind okay. of like a Hello Dolly bar. I've never heard of that. Tell me about uh, a Hello Dolly it's like bar. A, it's, like it's like a, a Carmelita. Carmelita. Sort um, of. But maybe it involves coconut. One of them involves coconut. The other I doesn't. I don't think a Carmelita has coconut. One has butterscotch chips or something. The other doesn't. Okay. So a Carmelita, it's a, it's a bar cookie. It was a Pillsbury Bake Off winner. It can be made like with jarred caramel sauce or I guess homemade caramel sauce, but it's most commonly made with melted craft caramels, the, uh, the little cellophane wrapped guys. And it's, uh, it's a bar cookie with like... Uh, nut topping and like caramel and chocolate uh, chips, chocolate chips, and coconut, and maybe coconut and some stuff. We'll post a we'll post a, a link to Carmelitas, the official uh, Bake Off recipe. Uh, they're really easy to make. They're really good. We we don't know how to, how to make them. Um, these caramels, they taste like Halloweens of my youth. Oh wow, it's a very specific caramel flavor. What is in these? I don't want to know. I'm sure. I'm but... pretty sure that this is the kind of thing that. Like Europeans, people who grew up grow up with like high quality chocolates available to them, <laughs> as would otherwise totally, known as Europeans, totally scoff at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this would taste like I don't know to them, but Corn I love syrup. that. Oh my god, it says artificially flavored. Why would anyone ever have to artificially flavor something made from caramel? I don't know. Maybe because it's not made from caramel. Corn syrup, sugar, skim milk, palm oil, whey. Whoa. Salt, artificial, and natural flavor, and soy lecithin. Mm. Pretty good. Pretty tasty, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like we have just done this. We are caramelized to perfection. Mm-hmm. You know, you I, can find us at spilledmilkpodcast.com. That's our website where we'll post some videos from today. You can find caramel all over my teeth. You can also find us at facebook.com slash Podcast. Build Milk Podcast. We're 90% of the way there. I'm really proud of how far you come. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and you can leave us a review on iTunes. That's actually really helpful. We say that every week and it kind of just blows by. But if you if you leave us a review on iTunes, it helps uh, our exposure on iTunes. It helps us expose ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's good for everybody. <laughs> um, and what else do we have to say? Oh, we should post a link to this caramel sauce recipe that oh, yeah. you put online. I mean, let's let's post a link to the the article you wrote about caramel because I learned a lot from it. Yeah, it's like the show you just listened to, but but shorter and to the point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that's uh, super hot and super hard. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg, and I'm Matthew Amsterberg. A television program for children. <laughs> I thought you were going to say for pigs. <laughs> no. I think pigs should watch less telly. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.